if you can understand the purpose of the company, who do we serve, and how can I show up and serve those people the best way, you can find hope no matter what job you have. This job is great, and I love it, but sometimes it's hard. Oh, yeah. Because that's the nature of work. Mm -hmm. But when it gets hard, I can think, what's our purpose? Mm -hmm. We love and serve people through their finances. We help people think differently about their finances yep. so their life can be better. Yes. How does what I do achieve that goal? Yeah. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we discuss how to wisely manage your resources, your influence, and on today's episode, the hope you have in your job. Grant, we're talking today about, about jobs. Yeah. I think when you're turning into a new year, you're evaluating lots of things. And yeah. something that you might be evaluating or looking at is where you show up to work every single day, where you spend a ton of time. Yeah. And sadly, there's a lot of people out there that uh, don't have hope in their job. They feel like their job is hopeless. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they really do like their job, but they would like to add even more hope to it. Did you know that in November, more people put in their resignation to leave their job than ever before in the history of the United States of America? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And I didn't quite believe it. Yeah, that is a real statistic. <laughs> and... It has less to do, I think, with um, people you know, being paid not as good or um, being un seeing better opportunities that are out there. Because the truth is there's a ton of job openings. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with the hope that people have in their work or not. And yeah. people are tired and they're fed up and they're saying, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to move on. And I don't know what that moving on is, but I'm doing it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's common in today's culture uh, to just kind of give up when things get hard. Mm. And if you lose hope in your job, that's one thing that it's like, it's not easy to give up, mm -hmm. but people are just getting to the point where it's so difficult. That's what they choose to do. Yeah. But what if that's not the right move? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of people out there who want to give up, but they're not because they can't, they need the income for their family or... They've committed to something and they still mm -hmm. believe in certain parts of their job mm -hmm. and they really like a lot of their job, but man, there's just certain sections of it where they just don't feel like they have hope. So, so how can we inject hope back into your job? We're going to talk about that. And before we do, Daniel, I, I want you to share a story. Share the story of what it was like uh, for the previous job that you had and what hope looked like and what it's like now with your current job. Yeah. Yeah. So I... I grew up Christian, mm -hmm. and in my youth group, it was always emphasized, uh, you know, that we were going to seek out our life's purpose and, um, you know, live out God's plan for us. Um, and it was a big deal, and it seemed really important to me to do that. Uh, and so, but I didn't know how, because um, strangely enough, the Bible doesn't have specific instructions for me on what job I should have. <laughs> right. You don't have a burning bush moment no. where God specifically says, Daniel, you need to do. Nope. I was waiting for it though. Yeah. And it's part of why I didn't finish college. Um, mm. The other part why I didn't finish college was because I was offered a job um, at a company that did wholesaling um, of like impulse products of like the stuff you see near the cash register at the store. So we would import products from China, uh, started with flashlights and then it branched out to all kinds of Fidget spinners. Yeah, yeah, we did fidget spinners like crazy. I still have one. <laughs> um, yeah, and so 
it was a it was a fun job, and like you said, there were a lot of aspects about it that I liked. Um, I got to travel. I got to see parts of the country that I never would have had the chance to see, um, including like you know Bentonville, Arkansas, <laughs> um, <laughs> covered in snow. Um, and I, I liked the people. I had a lot of fun with them. Um, none of them believed the way I did, but we all loved each other. It was like a family. I could mm. tell. Um, and the pay was great. Uh, and, the, and it kept going up and it, it didn't seem like it was going to stop going up. Mm. Um, but it turns out for me, uh, money is not enough to mm. create hope. Mm. And when I, when I did what you're talking about, took a step back and looked at what I was doing with most of my time. Um, it was, I, I saw it as creating trash essentially because these products would, uh, you know, have a shelf life and then the, they're not worth repairing. They were all so cheap. Um, and so it just felt like I was producing garbage. Um, and my job changed over the years while I was there. Um, so I started out shipping in the warehouse and then I moved to, um, designing packages, designing packaging. Um, and in all those different areas of the company, I still couldn't find more hope. Hmm. Um, as far as I could tell, the, the entire purpose of the company was just to make more money. Just sell as much as you can. And my job as the designer was to make the packaging so attractive that we can sell as much as we can. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah, you also have to put warnings on there. And the warnings are just to cover us. It's not really about, you know, the accuracy of the warning. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I got to a point where I, I was thinking about my upbringing of fulfilling my life's purpose through my work, which now I'm contending with, like, is that even how it's supposed to be. Hmm. Uh, and this work that I was doing that was nowhere near what I thought that purpose was supposed to be. Yeah. And I couldn't reconcile it. And I was like, I have to go back to college because <laughs> I can't figure this out. So I started looking into colleges and like pursuing that I was married um, and couldn't really figure out what path I was supposed to take. Cause I was pursuing this purpose thing. Um, and I landed at stewardship, there was a job opening on Facebook, and it was for a mortgage loan assistant, um, a home loan advisor assistant. Um, and I just applied for that. I was like, it's not not a field I know anything about, but uh, I've worked with stewardship briefly in the past, and I like them, so I'm just going to apply. Um, and I got some hope. And so I started working here, and my job has changed here too. Now I'm the producer of the content here. And um, what's really cool about stewardship is the purpose is clear hmm. and I have hope that when I come to work, I'm having an impact on people. And that was what I needed. And that connects to what I think God's purpose for my life is, uh, to, to love people, you know? Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's totally different when things get difficult here. I don't feel like leaving when things got difficult at my last company. I was always itching to leave all because you believe what you do matters. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who are listening who can relate with that. They are wondering, is the work that I'm doing, is all this energy and effort that I'm putting forth, leaving my family, spending half of my life essentially yeah. at this place, does it matter? Does mm -hmm. it matter? And does it matter, one, in what I'm creating, making, what I'm a part of and as far as production – but does it also matter with the people I'm working with? Do I have a boss that appreciates me and is giving me the resources I need to, to succeed? It, are my ideas and thoughts being listened to, to, 
to maybe do more, you know, or, or do better. You mm-hmm. know, there's all kinds of things that can play into this hopelessness that people may feel in their job. And, and there's one thing that I believe that can bring hope to your job, no matter where that hopelessness lies. And that does come down to what you've said, Daniel, that's purpose. Mm-hmm. And I want to give people a three-step process that they can follow to bring hope to their job, no matter what their job situation is. Because what we're going to share is, is going to work for, for everybody here. And yeah. I think that's that's important to know, and it's important to note because there are universal truths um, about purpose and about business. And if you merge them together, um, a really beautiful thing can, can happen. Uh, but, you know, at Stewardship, we are home loan insurance and investment advisors that serve people with wisdom and love. So before we get to these three steps of inserting hope into your job, we want to give you our one-minute money tip. I have a confession. I'm a financial planner and I do not budget. So if uh, if you don't budget like me, uh, there's hope for you. You don't have to. However, if you are a budgeter, keep doing it. I think anyone will find more money and be more efficient if you if you take time to budget and you track expenses. Uh, however, I know um, a lot of my clients, a lot of people who are successful with money don't budget. So, um, you know, maybe some reasons why you don't budget, it's stressful, it's time consuming, it's not fun. So if you're a non-budgeter like me, here's uh, three things you should do um, to make sure you're not just spending money willy-nilly. One is to automate savings. Know where you're uh, supposed to be putting money and automate it. Two, periodically check expenses. It's important these expenses will just creep in there without you knowing. And third, if you're married, uh, take time to talk about finances with your significant other. All right, so Grant, I'm looking at my my employment here at Stewardship, and I see all my coworkers, and mm-hmm. we all are Christians. Yeah, that just happened to happen. Yeah. That just happened to happen, yeah. Yeah, it's not a rule. Um, we're not a, a quote-unquote Christian company. Um, no, I don't have a requirement that to work here you have a re- must have a relationship with Jesus. I don't have that requirement. Right, yeah, and I'm I'm glad for that, but also I'm glad that everybody here is Christian. So maybe that's the answer, right? Just get a job where everybody's a Christian. Well, I can tell you now, Dan, that <laughs> I— uh, a guy who went to a Bible college, having relationships with people who are on staff at churches all over the valley, um, have worked at churches mm-hmm. and obviously worked with a bunch of Christians and not only working with Christians, but working in a place where they serve even more Christians and try to help people become Christians right? or better Christians, if that's even a thing. Um, <laughs> and many of them too have found themselves in hopelessness hmm. in their job. And, I'm here to say that that it doesn't matter really who you are working with. Sure, who you're working with can provide some more enjoyment to your job, sure. 100%. Um, if you're working with your friends, if you're working with people that you appreciate, even people that um, have alignment in different worldviews or grace for your alignment in your worldview, the, mm-hmm. that is a beautiful thing and that can add a lot of enjoyment to job. But Most of the time you can't just pick that though. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> and you can't really do anything about that as far as hope either mm-hmm. um, working with your friends doesn't bring hope to your job it, but it does bring bring enjoyment and and I want to jump into these three steps of, of how to bring hope to your job and the first step kind of has something to do with that hmm. you must step one 
you must understand that businesses fundamentally exist to serve people somewhere. Mm. Somebody somewhere is getting served with the widget that you're making, with the service that you're providing. Somebody somewhere is the end user of a business. Otherwise, the business does not exist. Yeah. A lot of people think, Dan, that businesses exist to make money. No. That's what I thought the purpose was at my last company. Just make more money. No, no. Yeah. If the if the purpose of the business was to make more money, they wouldn't serve people very well. And if mm. they stopped serving people well, then they wouldn't make money. Right. So money, because of capitalism and the way that you serve, comes based on how you serve. Mm-hmm. Right. Money is a result of the service that you provide. And if yeah. you're good at providing that service or the value that that service provides to other people's lives or how big of a problem it solves or whatever else, a business stops existing when it stops serving people somebody somewhere. So with your previous job, you thought you were just making trash. Who are you making the trash for? So we were making trash for customers, but as we were talking about this podcast before we hit record, it kinda, I, I kind of realized we were serving business owners mm-hmm. because we sold wholesale. So we would, you know, I would sell your company a box of this stuff for you to then sell to your customers. Yeah. So what we sold was high margin products for companies to sell and then they could have more margin in their in their books you know they can you, you get they get the impulse sale and now they they have a stronger business because they're selling our stuff yeah and yeah. who knows what value that could bring to that business to that business owner to that shop to that retail establishment mm-hmm. and what else it could could do um, it could do a lot of different things it could do some negative stuff it could mm-hmm. do some positive stuff yeah um, as you talk about negatives and positives i was thinking well, in capitalism, not everything is serving somebody, right? Because you have, like, Facebook. What service is Facebook? Who, who is Facebook serving? And then I realized it's the advertisers. That's who Facebook serves. Yeah. They, they don't really serve the users of Facebook as much, though we can all, you know, get some value through connecting. The people Facebook is concerned with serving more is the advertisers. Yes. And they have the relationship where the money is generated. Correct. So if you think about any company. Any company anywhere. Somebody is being served. Yes. And that's where the money is happening. Yes. That is a fundamental truth of all businesses everywhere. So the first thing you must do to create hope in your job is understand this job that I have. I'm doing something as part of an organization that does serve somebody somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's big. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, you're going to have a hard time with the rest of these steps. You have to understand that truth. And it's more than just saying, okay, I understand that I'm serving people, but within step one, you have to identify who you are serving. Yeah. And I think there's two ways of going about this, like with your previous job. You could say, yes, I'm serving those those business owners, but you can't even say, no, I'm, I'm serving the people who buy these products through these business owners as well. You yeah. can go all the way down also to the true. end user, or you could go down to the the direct connection that you have with whichever vendor you're, you're working with. Yep. Either way identifying who, who that is. You serve somebody somewhere. And sometimes that somebody somewhere is the people that you work with. Yeah. Maybe you're in a position where you just feel so disconnected from the end user that your job is genuinely serving somebody on your team mm-hmm. so that they can do better with the end user. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Like you were the, the home loan advisor assistant. You mm-hmm. never talked with customers because you weren't allowed. Correct. 
because uh, you had to be a licensed individual to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. So you weren't really serving the customer. You were serving a homeowner advisor so that that homeowner advisor could better serve the, the customers, right? Yep. So uh, you, you can look at it in, in all of those different ways. So you got to identify that. Yeah. Know this fundamental truth about business and identify who it is you're serving. That's step one. Step two, how are you serving them? Daniel, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. This requires you to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. and really see what what are you doing on a day-in-a-day-out basis. When you show up to work, are you giving your best? When you show up to work, are you genuinely putting who you're serving? Are you putting their needs ahead of your own? Are you genuinely thinking of ways to serve them better? Are you looking at Jesus in scripture, who was the ultimate example of somebody who serves and seeing his character traits, seeing the way that he served people and doing your best to take those actions, take those character traits and apply them to what you're doing day in and day out in your job? How are you serving the person that is being served through your work? Yeah. You've got to do it by looking in the mirror and it takes a lot of humility. Yeah, it does. But really more than anything, it's just emotional intelligence to, to, to be self-aware enough to say, man, I'm, I, I could be doing better here. Mm-hmm. And maybe you even want to write out a bullet point list of serving the person, the entity, the people with this product, service, whatever, serving them to the best of the best would look like bullet point list. Boom, 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 boom. A, mm-hmm. B, C, D, E. And you write them down. Okay. And you can then put a little plus or minus sign. Plus, I'm doing great here. Mm-hmm. Minus, I could do better, mm-hmm. right? And that would allow you to understand like, okay, man, if I showed up to work and, and actually gave my best from this hour to this hour because I'm not giving my best because I'm tired or I lose hope or I'm struggling or whatever it is, if I would give best with a better attitude with this particular coworker because this one coworker really does annoy me or whatever – or if I would give my best and, and actually take some time to not just do the bare minimum and, and look, make all the checks on the checkbox of the, of the paper, but really just turn the paper over and see what's on the other side and see if there's anything more that could be checked, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, what's your attitude and, and how are you serving the people that, that need to be served? You got to look in the mirror. Yeah. So step one is identifying yes and knowing and living by this fundamental truth that businesses are serving somebody somewhere. And you have to identify what is the, the person, who are the people that you're serving in your work. Maybe even write their names down or that their, their name down, right? Then step two is looking in the mirror and saying, okay, how am I doing with that? How, how, how am I serving them? Am I giving my best? Am I doing my best? Uh, because that's going to help you then move to step three, which is the action. Mm-hmm. You, you really got to match those up. You have to match up the people that you're serving with your efforts and you have to start taking action. So like I said, you could write a list down of bullet point things of plus and minuses, but what is that going to mean for you tomorrow? When you show up into the office tomorrow, there was a, a, maybe a minus sign next to uh, giving your best in meetings. Mm. And instead of showing up to the meeting, like this is a thing that you absolutely have to do. And it's super annoying. You actually show up to the meeting prepared yeah. And when you show up prepared, you're ready to engage. Mm-hmm. You're ready to ask questions because you know that there's some people that are being served somewhere through the business and you want to make that service as best as possible. 
Maybe you had a minus in the effort that you put forth in your email communications because you hate email <laughs> and your email <laughs> inbox is like no ever never zero mm-hmm. and there's always something in there and you're just trying to get through it maybe you're going to give a better effort there and you're going to stop and pause before you hit send and say did i give every th- piece of information that this person's needing could i give them more information mm-hmm. are they picking up on the character that i want them to to get which is to be served right and loved yeah. th- through my email communication because you do it better what are those actions that you have to take? Yeah. What if the minus is next to um, my boss is just killing me? And you know, I can't even come up with a positive thing here. <laughs> I, I, I got to be real with you. So, again, businesses exist to uh, – fundamentally, they exist to, to serve people somewhere. Mm-hmm. And most bosses are really good at that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really good at, at, at serving people or a group of people somewhere with a product or service. Otherwise, they wouldn't be a boss or a business owner. Right. But – in my experience, in talking with thousands upon thousands of business owners around the country, many of them really struggle at communicating purpose to their employees. Mm. Many of them really struggle in making sure that their employees show up every day uh, knowing what the purpose is, and more importantly, knowing that they care about the employee. And some some bosses, they just try to squeeze as much as they can out of their employees, like like they got an orange and they're trying to get every piece of orange juice out of that orange that they can, yeah. right? And that's just, that's a truth. That's a reality. And a lot of bosses struggle with micromanagement. Yeah, there's probably people listening right now. Amen, you know it. <laughs> like, I'm tired of being micromanaged. And it's just, no one teaches. No one teaches people how to do this. They, they probably fumbled upon the business themselves or inherited it somewhere. And they're really good at serving people because that's why they have the business, but they're not so great at managing people, whether it comes to micromanaging. They're not really great at letting people know they care about them because they struggle with you know their emotions if they're leading people. But more importantly, they, they don't perpetuate a purpose in their, in their business, mm-hmm. and that creates a poor company culture. So if your struggle is with your boss, one, it's okay, mm-hmm. and two, it's common. That's common. doesn't mean you have to quit. Would it be great if you worked for a boss that didn't do those things? Sure. But again, you got to recognize it's common. Mm-hmm. And if you now come in and you bring purpose on your own, mm. that's how you fix it. Yeah. You be the solution. Instead of waiting for your boss to give you a purpose, instead of waiting for your boss to care about you, you come in with a purpose, knowing that there's somebody somewhere that's being served, and you come in caring. Yeah. You be that solution. You look at that list of pluses and minuses, and you say, I'm going to do those minuses better. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, with action, you have brought purpose to your job, which now brings hope to it. And the hope will start to build, Daniel, because when you start attacking some of those minus marks on that list, when you start seeing some wins of people that are being served and you're saying, oh, man, I am making their life better in here or there, Mm -hmm. and you start looking at things that way, you say, man, I'm winning. Uh, This is good. And and you can celebrate it and even celebrate it with – your spouse or your kids or your friends mm-hmm. or tell the stories of the things like, wow, okay, yeah, businesses do exist to serve people. I am doing it better and, and I'm doing it better because of these things that I'm p- doing in particular when I show up every day, that yeah. brings hope to a job. Yeah, so if if you are hopeless in your job, if, if you're struggling and you just, you just don't want to go in anymore, it's hard to do a good job. Yes. It's easy to find reasons not to go in at all. Yes. Um, and the solution is hope, but... You can't just make hope. You can't right. just muster it. Yeah. I know I can't. Yeah. 
But what we're talking about here is that hope is a byproduct of intentional action. Yeah. Hope and and, and hope is a byproduct of, I, I would say, um, a legitimate purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a purpose that's not just about yourself. If you're the type of person yeah. who's showing up to work every day and you looked in the mirror and you said, you know what, honestly, I'm just showing up here to get my paycheck. And that's just all about me. You're going to really struggle with hope in any job that you have if that's what your yeah. your purpose is in your work. But if you show up and you say, no, I'm, I'm here to make the world a better place through the product or, or service that's being provided because I know it impacts somebody else positively somewhere. Otherwise, the business wouldn't exist. Mm-hmm. And you give your best in that, that can give purpose to your work Yeah, every single day. And then that hope now can begin to build. Oh, yeah. And then you can start to feel like you're doing better at your job. And it's like a cycle. It yeah. will just feed into itself. You'll, you'll get more hope. You'll get better at your job. You'll get more hope. You'll yep. get better at your job. Yeah. And that even goes if you work retail, mm-hmm. which a lot of people work retail. And there's not a whole lot of freedom in choosing who your boss is or what hours you work or like you, you can't always architect your life if you work retail. But if you can understand the purpose of the company, who do we serve and how can I show up and serve those people the best way, you can find hope no matter what job you have. Daniel, I have had engagements in retail with people that they are really standing out. Like, mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going on in their life. They have no idea what's going on in my life. But they, look, they, it almost feels like they got a purpose in what they're doing. And they really care. And you yeah. can feel that. And when I experience that, whether that's, you know, at Abercrombie with my daughter buying jeans or at Culver's getting some cheese curds or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I immediately think to myself, like, that person's awesome and genuinely made my day better. Yeah. And then as a business owner, I think, like, man, can I hire this person? You know, like, <laughs> you know, that, I just love that. I'm attracted to that. And honestly, yeah. I talk to my kids about it. Hey, did you notice anything different about that person? You know? Mm-hmm. And we, mm-hmm. and we, I share that story with them and I talk, have conversations about that. And I, it's beautiful. So even if you work in retail and you've had an awesome retail engagement with me, that plays into my parenting, you know? Like, yeah. there's a lot of really cool things that can happen if you put purpose in your work. I mean, let's now come back full circle to the story, Daniel, of the difference between your previous job and your new job. What's that biggest difference? Well, I understand the purpose here at Stewardship. Yeah, yeah. And I'm grateful that it's it comes down from the leadership, mm-hmm. so I don't have to do it myself initially. But now that I've been here four and a half years... Sometimes I do have to do it by myself and yeah. understand and think about, all right, what's what's stewardship's purpose? Like I always come back to that. It's sort of like a guiding light for me where like this job is great and I love it, but sometimes it's hard oh, because yeah. that's the nature of work mm-hmm. uh, since the fall of man. Yeah. We had work before that, but it was more enjoyable. Yeah. And then we sinned and then God said, yep, work's going to be hard from now yeah. on. And so even though I love my job, it's still hard. Yes. But when it gets hard, I can think – What's our purpose? Mm-hmm. We love and serve people through their finances. How does what I do achieve that goal? Yeah. And sometimes it's also hard to figure that out because I don't directly work with anybody's finances. Yeah. But I can think when I do my job well, the other people on the marketing team can do their job. Oh, yeah. And more people can hear stewardship's message about how to manage finances well, how to stop being stressed about your money. We help people think differently about their finances yep. so their life can be better. Yes. And it doesn't even matter. What's cool about my job is there's no sales pressure. No. I don't have to obtain a, uh, like a, a service 
we just get to help people for free. Yep. What I do, I help, I can improve someone's life and they don't have to give me anything in return. Yeah. That's like the ultimate serving. Yep. Just and, by the media you produce. Yeah. Yeah. It's free and, for people to consume and enjoy and grow in their, in their wisdom about finances. Yeah. And when I forget that, it gets really difficult yeah. to have hope. But when I remember the hope I can bring to other people, I have hope too. Yeah. So it's, it's huge. Yeah. And I think that no matter where you're at in your employment journey, no matter how much hope you feel like you have or you don't have, um, understanding these three fundamental truths and taking action on them, mm-hmm. hey, businesses exist to serve somewhere. How am I doing in that? Let's look in the mirror and let's take some action. It will make those hopeless moments happen less and less. Yeah. And hope can grow. And that's a beautiful thing. And you guys got to hear the story of, of Daniel in this podcast. I'm grateful for your transparency and willingness to share uh, t- to our audience. But, you know, you're, you're constantly thinking of awesome ideas and things that we can add value to people's life for free, as you mentioned. And we've got several other episodes on work. I think we're going to be doing one soon about making your work a ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do need to change jobs, what, what that looks like or yeah, something like it's, that. It's like nearly impossible to align your beliefs with the purpose of your company yeah maybe it's time to look at a different job yeah so i mean if those if this topic interested you if those topics seem like they're interesting to you our call to action today is subscribe subscribe to this podcast Mm -hmm. and maybe you've had a conversation with somebody who's struggling with hope in their job share this episode with them ask them to subscribe to and start having some conversations about the conversations we're having about work all right guys we'll see you in a couple weeks Mm -hmm.